What you are about to hear is a Tracking Shots episode like none that has ever been recorded. This time, we will not discuss a motion picture in a lighthearted fashion for 20 minutes to half an hour before we let the conversation fray delightfully into tangents of fractal irrelevance. This time, we will discuss the film in question for the entire hour, because the film in question has caused great harm to its genre, its medium, and our cultural landscape. Adam and I, your hosts, feel that this is an important discussion of an artistic betrayal in every sense of the phrase. For that reason, we decided to delay its release and skip another episode in order to present this conversation properly. This is a very special episode. Our topic is Man of Steel, written by David S. Goyer and Christopher Nolan, directed by Zack Snyder. Thank you for listening. Hey, man. Hey. We're good, finally. Finally. Yeah, I hate updates. We we covered this. I know we did, but I feel... I'm not, no, no, we're not doing it again. I feel it's necessary to reiterate... Oh, God. ...that, uh, fuck updates, basically. Uh, that's how I'd like to start off the show. How are you doing, pal? Uh, well, I'm better than I was. Yeah, you're pretty, uh... I was pretty sick last week. Under the weather, I believe, is the, uh... Over the toilet is a little more accurate. Oof. I was thinking about the uh, the vernacular parlance under the weather the other day. Yeah. Like, we're all always under the weather. Because it's... Like, it's up. And it's everywhere. What if you were in space? Well, then you would be above, you know, the weather. When what if you were feeling poorly? I mean, there must be something, uh, you know, metaspatial, right? Something paraspatial that you could be beneath. Some kind of quantum weather. I bet that uh, when you become an astronaut and you go to space, they give you a pamphlet of uh, special space sayings to replace your usual Earth ones. Intergalactic vernacular? Yeah, but it's, it's only for astronauts, so they don't share them with us. For the unsuspecting Terran. You know, I hear we're mostly harmless. Uh, so under the weather, some kind of bug, some kind of stomach I, thing? Some kind of stomach thing. It was, yeah, it was like, uh, like that movie, The Purge, only it was happening from within my body. Right. For 12 hours, uh, all gastrointestinal <laughs> crimes were legal. Uh, for more, some, unfortunately more than 12 hours, uh, anything in my gastrointestinal tract, um, was basically no longer welcome and escaped from whichever the most convenient orifice was at the time. You know, people have a lot of orifices. Well, there's only really two gastrointestinal ones. There's there's one at each end. It's a yeah, end series your, of tubes. Your coelom. I believe they're called blastopores. I don't even know what we're talking about. That's the biological oh. term for mouth anus. Um, great. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Uh, anyway, I uh, to 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 focus us on up and not talk about my horrible uh, ordeal. I don't want um, you to think that I'm being you know cavalier about your well-being. Oh, I know. I but care. I deeply. We care. might we might talk about it more when we do uh, our our show about the Muppets because that's what I was watching when it started happening. Yeah, yeah. The text <laughs> it might color my impressions a little bit. Mm. I was trying to watch the Muppets. I, I got home. I, apparently, we're talking about it now. I got home. I wasn't feeling so good. My stomach hurt. My 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 below my stomach kind of felt like bad things might be happening. So I got home and I just like lay down on the couch and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna I, I got got to do something to take my mind off this. I'm gonna watch the Muppets. That'll probably cheer me up." 
And I, I watched the Muppets for a while. I'm like, all right, I'm still not feeling good, but I should probably eat something. Maybe I'm not feeling good because I haven't eaten. I'll have some soup. So I made myself some, some cream and mushroom soup. And I brought it upstairs, and I ate, like, maybe, I don't know, six or eight spoonsfuls of it. And I'm like, no, nah, this ain't happening. And I put it down. And I was lying there trying to watch the Muppets, trying to have a conversa- an, an extremely um, complex conversation with you over text about the Muppets. Very in-depth Yeah, my thumbs conversation. were flying for that one. And, and then uh, in, in amongst all this trying to watch a movie and eat some soup and, and have a co- complex text conversation, I had to run to the bathroom and everything started just leaving me in, in droves. And I didn't, I didn't even mention it for like half an hour until we were having a different conversation. Yeah, it was a long time. You made a, a rainbow connection with the toilet. <laughs> it sure did. It was like BT dubs. I keep, you know, vomiting and shitting everywhere. So I might go to bed now. Whenever people say it's coming out of both ends or I've been vomiting and shitting everywhere, I just picture, like, a room just as though a human being has exploded but first, like, was drained of all their blood. And then they just, you know, pop. And all the contents of their coelom is just sort of in splotches all over the place. It's gross. It's really gross inside my head. Today's episode is not brought to you (laughs) by Man of Steel. Um, starring Henry which, Cavill, which, which I blame for my my illness. FYI, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, starring Henry Cavill uh, as the titular Man of Steel. I can't say that with a straight face. Amy Adams as Lois Lane. Russell Crowe as Jor El. Some lady as Superman's mom. Some baby who's very comfortable with full frontal nudity as baby Superman. Um, I forgot about that. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. That that guy with the really round head that's in everything played Jimmy Olsen, but his name wasn't Jimmy Olsen. Well, there's no Jimmy Olsen in this movie. I know. It was played by a different guy. Yeah, but there, Jimmy Olsen's not in this movie. No, I know. I mean, I mean, his character had a different name. Well, he wasn't because he wasn't Jimmy Olsen. Whatever. At fuck, all. Fuck that. Uh, uh, are, you, are you talking about Steve Lombard? Sure. It, d- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that guy's name. Uh, directed uh. by Zack Snyder, written by uh, Christopher Nolan, David S. Goyer, and uh, and I can't I can't believe this movie got made. Um, so, so here's what I want to do. Okay. So why don't you um, why don't you start us off with your with your list of. Um, reasons why this is a bad movie as a movie and when when we when we get through that then i'll i'll go into my all my my superman related reasons why this is a bad superman movie specifically okay so you i th- i think uh, you know uh you, you probably have a problem with the way they portrayed i got a list of problems okay you, you, most like an actual your, an actual fucking list most of your beefs have to do with uh with poor interpretation of the source material am i correct in saying that uh, well, it's not, I mean, the thing is, it's not really adapting any specific Superman story, but uh, poor ad, poor, poor, um, it's, it's, a, it serves, serves the character poorly. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. And I, I, I'll go into some de- detail okay. on that, but why don't we talk about it as a bad film first and a bad Superman story second? Yeah. I forgot to mention Michael Shannon is Zod. Now, Michael Shannon, let's start there. He's an incomparable actor. I love him to death. Uh, he was underused in this movie, and he played one of the main characters. So that's a serious filmmaking problem, you know, just to start with. Okay. Um, this I, movie I don't was... feel like he was underused, but that's only because I hated his character. Okay. Well, fair enough. I uh, th- This movie was an affront to my intelligence, first off. 
because it thought that I would just, you know, buy all of this cheap Christ symbology and, uh, you know, take it at face value so that I would transplant my own cultural needs onto this formless Superman void and imbue him with the personality I thought he should have rather than giving him one to start with. Um, it was... To, to be fair, this this is the Superman movie with only the second largest amount of uh, you know, obvious Christ um, analogies going on. Listen, I don't have a problem with Superman as a Christ figure because he is the I do. state... I <laughs> Yeah, fine, sure. Big problem with it. Great. But he is the state-sanctioned Christ figure. I mean, if you're going to have a Superman image... It's either going to be, you know, in, in, you know, white bread America, it's either going to be Superman or Jesus. And frequently they're analogs for each other. But yeah. you can have that kind of discourse in a way that's not cheap, empty headed, fucking harebrained and completely betraying the cultural meaning of exactly what that figure would need to do. This is a propaganda movie. This was not in any way, shape, or form a representation of what the United States of America needs from such a singular figure. And for that reason, it was reprehensible. I mean, aside from that, the dialogue was shit. Uh, he gets away with killing millions of people. Um, the uh, the fake Michael Haneke account, uh, I, I read a tweet. It said, I just saw a movie about two aliens fighting. They killed millions of people and one of the aliens get away from it or get away with it. It's called Man of Steel. And that's what this is. Like, the damage... I read an estimation of the uh, the total damages to Metropolis in that city, and it's estimated at $11 billion in property damage and $3 trillion worth of damage to the planet. Just to give you a frame of reference, September 11th was... Two billion dollars worth of damage. You keep cutting out, by the way. Oh, do I? Yeah, I keep losing you. I can hear me just fine. All right. Well, it might just be me. Pray continue. September 11, 2001. Two billion dollars worth of damage. This movie, three trillion dollars worth of damage. And an estimated quarter of a million people dead. And this is the hero that we're supposed to worship. Go fuck yourself. To, to, to be fair, I mean, Superman himself is not the one who caused the most of that damage. It, yeah, he punched Zod into all kinds of fucking buildings and knocked them yeah, over. Granted, he did, yes. And I, I, I'll get to that. But, I mean, the majority of that, that damage was caused by the big, you know, city-destroying thing that Zod deployed in the middle that turned, like, the center of Metropolis into a gigantic crater. Yeah, they could have stopped that at the end of the second act. There was no reason for the third act of the movie to happen. So there's that. I, I just, I, I just, in, in all fairness, I don't think you can blame Superman himself for most of that. I mean, he was he was attempting to stop that from happening. It just he didn't do a very good job. No, I, I blame David S. Goyer for that, <laughs> but not Christopher Nolan. Uh, I mean, uh, both of these people. Look, okay, I, I have liked things Zack Snyder has done in the past. I've liked things Henry Cavill has done in the past. I've liked one thing Zack Snyder did in the past. Definitely liked things Michael Shannon has done in the past. Here's the thing. I have loved almost every single thing that both Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer have done in their entire careers. So this movie, 
I don't know. Was it was it pitched to the studio and then rewritten by a, a, like some mailroom born again asshole at at the studio? Like, what the fuck happened, man? I'll, no, here's this the problem. This is nowhere near the ideology that's been represented in their previous work. This is a this is a complete reversal on that. No, no, I, I disagree. I think this is what happens when you take the, the the way that they approach the Batman material and they approach it in a way that makes sense for Batman and try to apply it to Superman where it doesn't make sense because when you scale up that large with this kind of thing, it, it gets terrible. I mean, Zod taking out the middle of Metropolis isn't like a billion miles away from Bane taking down um, Gotham. It's just when you scale it up that, that large, it becomes like monstrous on a, on a scale that 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 is no longer even kind of entertaining uh, it's not even that i didn't find it entertaining it was first of all unrealistic okay so if if i'm going to suspend the disbelief that aliens have come to earth and they're going to engage in a super fist fight in downtown metropolis which is new york then okay fine uh, you, you know i can i can get that far but the fact of the matter is the movie ends with the human race thanking this arrogant asshole for kicking the shit out of his buddy and killing 250,000 of us. And this is the person that we're supposed to be looking up to and guiding us into a new realm of humanity where we can be constructive, you know, by basically not giving a fuck about collateral damage and absolutely destroying everything. The whole movie is an argument in favor of drone strikes. For fuck's sakes... Like, it's such a pro-war piece of Republican shit that I can hardly believe that these filmmakers I've respected have made it. Well, you're you're mad about a whole different bunch of things than I am. This is a cultural black hole. Like, it's a betrayal of my faith in the filmmakers. It's a it's a betrayal of the values that the filmmakers have led me to believe that, you know, they partake in. And, and the reason I approve of their cultural motives is because I figure that we share the same beliefs. And they just took a giant shit on my face and then stole 13 of my dollars. I I, I think, to be fair, they did it in the other order. They told, stole 13 of your dollars and then took the shit on your face. Well, Because no, you had to pay in advance. Yeah, I did, but it became a thievery after I realized what off fucking piece of vacuous asshole crap I was inside of. <laughs> asshole crap? I, like, I'm so flustered with how shitty this movie was, I'm really bad at swearing right now. It's made me dumber. It has. It's affected my performance in my daily life. It fucking made you ill. That is true. It did make me ill. And my wife, by extension. I've been talking for 10 minutes about how shitty this movie is, and I think I've run out of expletives for it. So why don't you take a whack at it? All right, I got a list. I got a list of reasons why this is a bad Superman movie specifically, not just why it's a bad movie, period. Uh, It's damaging to the cultural zeitgeist, but yeah, carry on. I don't... Anyway, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not even close. I'm nowhere near engaging with this movie in the, on this, on the, in the the way that you are because I literally can't get past all the reasons why it's a terrible fucking Superman movie to get to the get to see the reasons why it's a terrible movie. Period. It's a perversion of the North American. I, I can't doxa. even. T- it's not even like yeah. It's a bad movie. It's poorly made. It's poorly scripted. It's not very well acted. Uh, but it's it's a it's a it's a betrayal of. Uh, of our citizenry. Everybody should be morally outraged that this movie even made it past pre-production. Uh, 
Anyway, carry on. Yeah. <laughs> We're Canadian. It, no, I don't give a fuck. We're North Americans. We're human beings no. of the world. We're trying to build a better place, and we get this piece of shit patting us on the head and say, don't worry, Jesus will blow up all the bad guys for you. Go fuck yourself. Literally, go fuck yourself. And I'm, I'm directing this to David S. Goyer, Christopher Nolan, and, and Zack Snyder. Like, if you're listening to this, and I, I hope you are, and I realize you probably aren't, but if you're listening to this, go into a closet right now, lock yourself up in a cupboard, and literally fuck your own face. Because you've, you've, you've hurt our reputation almost irrevocably. This is some Michael Bay shit. It's worse. Fuck. Sorry, I interrupted you. Carry on. It's okay. Are you, are you having a, an anger stroke? Yeah. I just... I've been holding this in for so long. Well, you've You're been literally apoplectic with rage. Ab- absolutely, it's um, my brain I is. I was going to be the mad one. Hemorrhaging Damn. molten acid right now, just <laughs> boiling vitriol is all I can think of when I when I regard this fucking waste of time and money and talent. Jesus Christ, what the fuck were you thinking? It's insulting, honestly. Sorry, carry on. What what did you have a problem with? Uh, I'm only at 60% power today, so maybe <laughs> that's why I'm a little bit more sanguine than you are. Maybe I had to you know, bring up my AK. Right. I'm just, I'm just going to go through my notes in, in, in order. Um, so fucking Pa Kent. Um, Pa, pa, Kent should, pa Kent should never tell Superman, yeah, maybe you should have let a bus full of kids die. That is literally like the opposite of what Pa Kent is supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, eat a dick, Kevin Costner. <laughs> pa, I mean, and he's so smug about everything he does in this movie, but Pa Kent is supposed to, he's, I mean, he's, he's for all, to all intents and purposes, Superman's actual, like, actual father, Jor-El notwithstanding. Jor-El doesn't come into the picture until well after Superman's formative time. Pa, pa Kent's basically supposed to be his moral center, and if your moral center is yeah, well, you know, maybe in order, you're, you're, you're special. You're going to do special things in the future, but don't do them now. And maybe don't ever do them, but maybe in the future you will be special because you get, you get a lot of mixed messages from Mr. Mr. Kent here. But yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it would have been better to let all those kids die in a bus, you know? Did you ever see The Sweet Hereafter? That worked out pretty well for everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're we're going to go to the theater tonight. <laughs> uh, actually, that's that's a whole different Superman movie where Pa Kent, like, and uh, Ma Kent take take uh, young Clark to see the sweet hereafter, and then they get uh, shot in an alleyway on the way back, and uh, that's a whole different movie. Oh, and then he becomes an actually culturally relevant superhero. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, point being, Pa Kent that fucking we bullshit fucking in this deserve. Movie. And then the whole like, oh god, and he's so goddamn proud of himself for getting killed by that tornado. Yeah, you smug asshole. What kind so, of personal sacrifice is that? It's a fucking dog. It's like, so dumb. You value the life of a single dog over the... Like this movie's saying basically this dog in this pickup truck is more important than 250,000 New Yorkers. Sorry, Metropolitans. Metropolitans? <laughs> Metropolitans. Met, met, uh, Metropolitanos. Metropolitan. No, those are the only... Those are only the Puerto Rican <laughs> Metropolitans. Carry on. Metro- citizens of Metropolis. Yeah, I don't know what the proper demonym is. I think they just call them citizens of Metropolis. Gothamites, right? For the for the good it's city. Goth- yeah, yeah, like sodomites. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Pawkins a bunch of bullshit. Um, 
Oh, yeah. My favorite line in this whole movie. Here we go. When Superman and uh, Zod are fighting, and Zod's like, this can only end one way. And he's like, either you kill me or I kill you. And I'm like, that is literally Zod two different ways. <laughs> I mean, it can only end one of those two ways. But you, you just said it can only end one way, and then you listed two separate possible ways it might end. That's, that's, that's not how you say that. That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Aside from being a complete affront to our cultural identity, this movie is also logically fallacious at every turn. So, yes. Like, oh, God. Anyway, so there's that. Um, you know what? Uh, Harry, is it Harry or Henry Cavill? Henry. Henry? There we go. Henry Cavill, you know what? He would be a great Superman in a, in a movie that was goddamn about a, uh, a decent Superman, not this dude that he was forced to play. Because he, he, he looks the part just fine. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's brawny enough. He actually, I, you know what? I was going into this movie and I was sure like my first comment was going to be, hey, why don't we make a goddamn Superman movie where he smiles once in a while? But he smiles all the time in this movie. It's fine. He's got a good, good calm, benevolent Superman smile. If, if he was in a movie where he got to, you know, be a, a decent version of the character where he was actually going around and doing benevolent things instead of pu just punching guys, you know, he would... I, I can see him. I can see him as a as a good choice for the character. I think he's trying his best with the material given him to be Superman, and I respect him for it. I think it's. I I I think as much as possible, it's a good performance. He just has zero to work with. Well, yeah. I mean, he's I don't not... think there's a problem with his his. I don't think there's a problem with his performance per se. It's just in a movie that is terrible. Uh, he's not a shite actor, but and he carries off the vacuous no, character that's been written for him real he's, well. He's, He's able to be the character, and I can see him struggling to be the version of the character that he probably signed on thinking he would be instead of the version they made him be. Really? But, yeah, he's got zero to work with. But he's he, – he, in a better movie, he would have been great. In a better movie, I would have had no qualms about the casting. I don't have qualms about the casting. This movie but is unfortunately – Oh, go ahead. Same thing with Amy Adams, actually. Amy Adams would be a Cracker Jack Lois Lane if she was written as a Cracker Jack Lois Lane. I know. Instead of a shitty, you know yeah. – Afraid, yeah. little, semi-confident, uh, cookie-cutter, 50s female who just happens to have a job. Well, they try to, you know, give her more than just damsel in distress stuff, but they don't really, they don't really try very hard. They No, they don't. They don't. But, I mean, she is, you know, to be fair, an investigative reporter who does investigate and figure some shit out. So good for her, I guess. But it's a terrible, I mean, it's, none of the roles in this movie are good because they're all badly written. But, you know, she and, she and uh, Henry Cavill are doing the best they can with them. Kevin Costner's just being a smug asshole, but whatevs. Um, and Lawrence Fishburne is basically just playing the same character he plays on Hannibal. Basically. Except for, like, Jack Shepard is, is a more appreciable human being than Perry. What's his name? Perry White. Barry. But he's basically just doing the same. His this, name is Barry White? Perry. Perry with a puh. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Perry White. <sighs> Anyway, but he's basically just doing that that same character. I'm just saying. Yeah, because he's, he's, phoning, he's phoning that shit in, and you don't blame him. Yeah, there's no reason not to phone it in because well, nobody no else puts him. There's no reason to hire Lawrence Fishburne for that role because Lawrence Fishburne is frankly too good for that part. It, all, the, all the actors in this movie are, are, are playing down. They're playing to the footlights, not the back of the room. Like, th this movie was written for some B-list bullshit actors, and they hired A-listers who signed on thinking that, you know, Nolan and Goyer were going to make a fucking masterpiece superhero movie like they've done before. Yeah. When, in fact... Well, 
they made this hollow piece of even Russell Crowe, who I was just sort of like, uh, Russell Crowe's Jor-El was actually pretty good with what he was given. Like, he wasn't, he, he looked like he was at least trying. He was at least, you, you know, I don't know. He, he, he wasn't terrible. And he, didn't have, he had nothing. It's really hard for me to distinguish between, you know, what's bad about just the roles they were given and what's bad about their performances. And, and Russell Crowe's trying to give a good performance with, you know, not much to work with. But he wasn't a cold standoffish Jor-El like I expected. He tries to bring warmth to the role. Um, I have no goddamn idea why Krypton suddenly has the Matrix pods in it. That made no sense. Um, here's the thing about Jor-El. Um, with him flying around on a big dragon thing. Jarrell's supposed to be a fucking scientist. Jarrell Jarrell shouldn't be suddenly shown up as being like nature versus science. That's like that makes no sense for 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 who Jarrell is. Jarrell is the scientist who's trying to tell people, look, with science I've figured out the planet's gonna blow up. Hey, let's do something about it, and everybody ignores him. He should be doing everything science-y. He should have amazing science inventions that he's using, not flying around on a dragon. That makes no goddamn sense. You've gently massaged the phallic tip of another uh uh horrendously rage filled iceberg that I have with this movie that I was talking about with my brother on the drive home and I'll I'll uh I will respond to you with with that argument, which I forgot to mention. Carry All on. right, please do. Oh, later, though. Yeah, yeah, after, right. after you. That's then. fine. Oh, okay, so now I'm going to present Krypton as kind of the sterile health hit, which is, uh, you know, it's a valid portrayal of Krypton. Krypton has been shown as a, in the comics previously, one, one interpretation is that the Kryptonian culture is very sterile, very, you know, fairly emotionless, and that's part of what led to their downfall, blah, blah, blah. And you contrast, like, you know, Superman growing up on Earth and, and, and the different kind of person he becomes as opposed to your typical Kryptonian. Because, I mean, these are these are people who, whether through their own foolishness or just ignorance, allowed their plan to blow up while they were still on it so you know you got to address that somehow narratively in this case you know they and i mean zod's pretty you know zod coming in saying you guys you guys fucked everything up our planet's going to blow up i'm going to take over zod's pretty sympathetic unless you know you portray him as not sympathetic which is how they did it but i mean it's a it's a point of view that you can kind of get behind i mean obviously the elders of krypton are a bunch of jackasses yeah. Always have been, always will be, because God damn it, they don't, they never listen to Jor-El, Planet always blows up. Premise. So that's fine. I don't know that we need half an hour on Krypton, but so anyway. Point being, if you're going to make Krypton look like a shithole, now it sounds like you're talking through a 1930s can of beans. Um, <laughs> if they're going to make Krypton look like a horrible shithole, which they did, ha cha cha. <laughs> that, uh, Everybody come to the Catskills. That sounds really true to form. I'm happy that it's happening on the program. It's much needed levity in this fucking awful shit show. I think you're you cleaned up now. Let me hear it. I'll never clean up my act. Hear, hear me, boy. Ah, Jimmy's going to the top with this blue material. Okay, I'm not, re- I'm not really a good 1920s Jewish comedian. I apologize. Yeah, take off the uh, take off the vaudeville accent for a minute so I can hear the real thing. That is my real accent. I've been covering it up this entire time. Okay, you're all you're all clean now. All right. Anyway, we're, right. anyway. So if, if 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 Krypton's a shithole, and Krypton is a shithole, um, maybe you know contrast that by making Earth look real nice instead of making Earth look kind of like gray and gloomy too. You know, make make that a real distinct like, oh, Superman's in a better place. It's all nice, and there's you know some primary colors. But of course, that might call attention to the fact that they fucked up his suit, and you know, it's not 
in primary colors, which is a bunch of bullshit. Um, this is farther down on my list, but that costume's fucking terrible. Yeah, it is. And, like, it, I mean, it was misleading. Like, you predicted early on that you weren't going to like this movie because you thought it was going to be a dark Superman movie. And I, I didn't have a problem with that. I wanted to see a dark Nolan-esque exploration just, of this character. And, and so that, that costume is false fucking advertising. He may as well have been wearing, oh, I don't know, like, sandals and white robes. Have long hair and a beard. Maybe uh, I don't, maybe I don't he worked really, as a carpenter earlier on. I don't. I don't really see how the the the, the dulling down of the colors of Superman's outfit um, equate to to what Jesus wore. But I guess he made that leap, huh? No, no. It's it's not that it's not that they the, the dulling down of his colors made me think that it was it was going to be an emotionally rich movie, not some fucking <laughs> born again propaganda bullshit. Well, anyway. If they wanted to accurately represent the the clothes he should have been wearing, they would have, you know, dressed him like a first century carpenter. At any rate, <sighs> your 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 dislike of biblical imagery aside, I have so. If they'd made him a proper Christ figure, it would have been so much better. You know, here's the thing is that Superman's not a Christ figure and we're trying to shoehorn him into that that particular niche is part of the problem. Well, the fact of the matter is... Because Superman's not a goddamn Christ figure. No, he's a Nietzschean overman and Christ is served... No, he doesn't have to be that either, but... All right. (sighs) Pete, if we're going to have this conversation, then we are. All right. Uh, You're going to have to accept that I know more about Superman than you. No, okay, sure, but the... The 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 cultural pillar that he has been has yeah. filled our need in a success, in a secular society for someone who we can aspire to be. Now, traditionally, that's been Christ, and then in the postmodern era, it was expanded upon to be this this abstract overman who redefines morality and invites everybody to come along and live in his neo moral utopia. That's what Superman has been. And this movie, he was just a return to a shitty, outdated, and useless cultural form. That that, that, that function describes what Batman does way better than what Superman does, but that's okay. Well, the, I mean, they're both super, superheroes. That's, like, that's why they exist. That's why we like them. That's why we watch well, them. Well, that's true. I mean, the thing that's strong about the, the Nolan Goyer... Um, Batman movies, though, is the way in which they make Batman really not an actual superhero, but just a guy who tries real hard. That's exactly right. They're humanizing the Overman, which is what I expected them to do with somebody who is truly superior to us in this movie. Okay. That would have been so here's the problem with all of that. Is that that's, that's the stupidest possible way to approach a Superman movie. <laughs> Tell me more, dick. I will. <laughs> ass. <laughs> So here's the thing. Batman, Batman, that's a really good approach for Batman because fundamentally Batman is a guy with no superpowers who basically just has the force of will to do this stuff. I mean, talking, speaking of Nietzsche and Overmensch, um, I mean, Batman basically does all this through because he because he has the will to make himself into uh, you know, effectively a superhero just by having no abilities beyond mortal men, except that he is more driven than than regular men. All right, he and and he has a shit ton of money with you so far. Okay, so that works really well with Batman. You can you can um, you can uh, make him more realistic, which is really what the Nolan movies do. They take a lot of really um, 
big splashy Batman co- concepts, and they they um, street level them a lot. They make them, if not realistic, uh, more realistic than they are in the comics. Like, I mean, in the comics, Bane is uh, like this big luchador guy who uh, injects himself with with uh, like hyper steroids and gets super huge and snap Batman in half. And that's not what they do in the movie. They make him a much more um, comprehensible figure and less cartoonish, less less comic booky. I mean, they're really about taking comic book concepts and making them more action movie concepts. And that works really well for Batman because Batman's that kind of thing. That does not work at all for Superman because Superman is an alien from another planet who is ridiculously strong and has heat vision and stuff. That doesn't make any sense for that character. If you make Superman realistic, what you have is utter chaos and carnage, which is basically what happens in this movie. You have fucking 9-11 everywhere. Yeah. It's the worst supposed to be. Superman is supposed to be about... Like you said about the elevation of the human spirit, about showing us what we can, what we could, you know, aspire to be, you know, just just through pure goodness. Superman's supposed to be the guy who has all the power yet only uses it to help. That's exactly who, what I'm saying. That would, that would... Who, who can level who can level a city, but doesn't. But instead, will rescue your cat from a tree because he heard you with a super hearing and you needed help. And that's what he does. He helps people as much as possible. That's exactly what I mean is that he, he's oh. an alien raised in human context. So he can level an entire city. He doesn't. He helps you with your cat. In this movie, he saves zero okay, fucking cats. He's a little bit of a Christ figure. But I don't really think that's his real, real point because the analogy breaks down over time. He saves zero cats and levels... Three okay, trillion dollars again, worth. Doesn't actually. That's okay. You you do understand that Superman is not every Kryptonian in this movie, right? You can't actually blame him for most of the damage that's caused. He just doesn't stop most of it from happening, which is problematic. If he was an actual Superman, if he was an actual proper melding of the human potential and the human current, uh, yes. But then, it stop all this shit from happening, which exactly. is my, which is a big problem with not the character, but. It's not a problem with the character because the Superman in this movie absolutely wants to stop all this shit from happening. Then why desperately? Because he doesn't he show any re- sign of wanting to stop it from what happening. What are you fucking? Does he? Does he? Does he go? Hmm. Zod and a bunch of Kryptonians are invading. Going to throw him with them? He no. Is, he desperately tries to stop shit from happening. More He's than written. willing to level the entire city of Metropolis. Okay. Seriously, Pete. He never leveled – at what point did he level Metropolis? That never happened. There was a huge machine that Zod put in the middle of Metropolis and activated that leveled it. He punched people through a few buildings. That is not leveling Metropolis. In large part, you most of the building collapses. You cannot blame Superman for the majority of damage to Metropolis. He is responsible at best for some incidental secondary damage during his fight. Okay. So stop saying Superman is the one who leveled Metropolis because it's not true. No, Superman didn't stop Zod from leveling Metropolis. That is true. But he tried to stop him. He just didn't do a very good job. He failed. He's not a yeah. proper Superman. That is exactly the point. And it's not because the character Superman didn't want to in this film. It's because this goddamn movie and the goddamn script and the goddamn story wouldn't fucking let him. Which is a bad Superman story. Because the Superman story is not supposed to be a story about Superman fucking failing on every level to be Superman and save people and eventually betray like his 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 
desire to never hurt anybody as much as possible and never kill because they put him in an impossible situation where they make it the only choice he can possibly make. That is not a good Superman story. That is a terrible Superman story where you push your character into a corner that they can't get out of except by doing the bullshit thing that you wanted them to do. And that is bad writing and it makes me so angry. I know. And we're discussing the same point. I'm not mad at Superman for leveling half of Metropolis. I'm mad at Superman for failing to level half of Metropolis. And I'm not mad at Henry Cavill. I'm not mad at the, you know, the fictional Superman that I'm watching totally fuck up everything forever. I'm mad at the people who wrote this movie because, exactly like you said, they've woven a total fucking shite version of Superman and told us the worst story from his possible like reinterpreted canon explain to me how 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 these people can make three batman movies where it's a really big deal that batman never kills anybody and he doesn't kill anybody like like he literally refuses to kill harvey dent in in the second movie and and then takes on the burden of, of theoretically having killed it as a dishonor right and they can't they make somehow make a superman movie where it makes sense to them that superman snaps a guy's neck and then furthermore like you know, five minutes later, shows up at the Daily Planet and is in, with, with 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 his secret identity that makes no sense because I mean Lois Lane has basically revealed his secret identity to anybody who wants to pay attention. Like, there's there. How does he have a secret identity left? How is Clark Kent not like a household name? Just by the logic of this film, shows up all chipper and happy. Ha! I'm a reporter now. Yeah, cha cha. Like, like forget about all that neck snapping. That's in the past. I'm good now. Like, come on. And also, here's the thing. You know what he could have done instead of snapping that guy's neck? He can fly. He could have maybe, like, I don't know, flown up into the air with him where he wasn't going to do so much damage to people. Mm-hmm. It's a thought. That there's, there's, there's like, but it's bad writing. It's bad writing to make it to, 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 to destroy the most of Metropolis because Superman can't stop it. Because the whole point of Superman is that he stops shit. Exactly. It's, 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 and maybe if it's happened like three movies down in your along in the series where he has stopped a bunch of stuff, and then this is the thing he fails at, and he feels shitty about it, and maybe that's your arc. Okay, I'll buy that. But he hasn't really done anything yet. Like the whole movie is basically, you know, except for him rescuing some civilians in the, at the beginning and saving kids from a bus, he never really succeeds in, in in really doing anything. He loses most of the fight he's in. This is more or less the same problem as Superman Returns. Only at least there's some fight scenes in it. Is that Superman's constantly just getting pounded on and is completely ineffectual he doesn't really get a chance to do very much properly you know like here's the thing here's the thing about this whole thing here's why this movie is bullshit is we got the dark we got dark batman movies and of course they're going to be dark because unless you try like a 60s adam west take on it or whatever i mean there's a reason why they're set up as a dyad like night and day like light light and dark right because superman's the bright one because superman's the 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 you know he's the bright colored one he's the one who's who's out during the day who saves people who smiles who who's who's the nice guy you know he's like the mom and batman's the the the, the strict disciplinarian dad and you need both of them maybe fine so could we not have a fucking like happy superman movie where it goes around and does fun superman stuff and it's a good time and it's just a fun action movie like an like those iron man movies and it doesn't have to be about whether he's a christ figure but it's just a fun movie about superman where he does some fun stuff and there's some fun action sequences and people say some fun things that's all i goddamn want ah you're exactly right like i don't know why 
I don't know why this seems like a reasonable tactic to take, except that, well, we did th- three Batman movies. Let's move on to Superman. Let's do the let's try putting that template on Superman. Guess what? That template doesn't work on everybody. Ah. So anyway, at the point where Superman snapped Zod's neck, I basically was like, in my mind. So, you know, you, you know, in The Simpsons, that there, there, there's this t- time Homer had done something really stupid. Like his brain was saying, don't do this, don't do this. I can't remember what it was. And Superman, or not Superman, Homer did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And his brain's like, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. And it's like, talk, 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 slam, scree. It's basically in my, in my mind, I'm like, yep. And we're done here. I mean, I know there's like 10 minutes or whatever left of this movie, but we're done. We're, we're, we're effectively through movie. You and I, we're quits. No going back now. Fucking bullshit. Uh, there's no justice in the world. And the uh, the only symbol of justice represented in this movie is uh, is someone who has absolutely no regard for actual justice. His interest in the conflict is entirely selfish, and he allows, through his own failings and uh, impertinence and basic ineptitude, the destruction of 250,000 estimated lives. Uh, you mentioned earlier that there was uh, there was some discourse regarding science versus technology versus uh, nature. Yeah, kind of. I mean, they don't really care very much, but... Well, I mean, it's the it's entire there. foundation of this movie. Jor-El is supposed to be a scientist, and he's supposed to be, uh, you, you know, a, re- a representative of, of the positive work of science. But really, his science just says that we should uh, return to the traditional North American conception of the nuclear family and science, our own evolution, as a matter of fact, has caused the destruction of Krypton. And it's uh, my job to create uh, an analog of a virgin birth. I mean, although it was a natural birth, what we would call a natural birth, it wasn't synthetic the way that science had been. It's making literally it. the op- opposite of a virgin birth. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> which which actually makes the Christ metaphor even more strained. Well, like I, if anything, but, they actually set up the idea that that Superman could have been the effectively a virgin birth, like not born of woman, or or you know even they could have had, and it was been stupid. Like I think this whole I think the whole Matrix, um, pre you know. I don't think that has any useful place in this movie. I don't think it's it's helpful. Well, listen, uh-huh. listen, 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 listen. It's the analog for a virgin birth in a society where the norm is for babies to be manufactured. Okay, so essentially Krypton is 1970s reified Marxist Russia. It's fascism ruled by an oligarchy where everybody's supposed to share the energy resources. And by returning to the traditional nuclear model of a family, Jor-El is a radical, a capitalist radical. And Zod, who actually delivers the line, everything in my life I've done for the greater good, representing this technologically progressive, communo-fascist society, is the enemy in a world where Superman comes to America and is the ultimate individual in our capitalist Randian landscape, and destroys Zod, who has basically made it his mission 
from his genetic programming in the reified solus atmosphere that he came from to protect and serve the rest of the population. So this movie is a discussion of the battle between communism and capitalism with such ill-defined and misconstrued terms, such capitalist-biased characterization of the enemy, that not only can I not get behind it because it fails to be a secular representation of the hero we all need, but it also contorts and manipulates emotionally my response to the cultural atmosphere that I live in. It's so offensive to me as a thinking, living, breathing, human Westerner that I I want to harm myself. It's so fucking atrocious. The, the politics of this movie are so mind-boggling of, mind-bogglingly offensive that all of the cultural progress I thought we made in the last 20 years might as well have been for naught because this movie made a fuckload of money. So, uh, I, I don't even know if I can ever like another Nolan movie after this, regardless of how good it is, because he is uh, just... This isn't a Nolan movie. It's... I refuse to accept this as a Nolan movie. I, without, without definitive proof of how much of what made it on the screen was actually his idea, I'm just going to assume that, that he and Goyer turned in a script that was similar to this that then got rewritten by a bunch of people and made made shittier and maybe they started from a uh, a place of misunderstanding the character which i suspect is true but i doubt this is the pile of crap they turned in listen the fact of the matter is they will have seen the final cut and they didn't credit themselves as alan smithy they allowed i don't think no don't, they, they allowed they could artistic... at that point they'd been their names had been all over this thing from day one then they should have put out a public statement saying that we don't stand behind this piece of shit movie that came out they allowed their artistic most brand. people don't do that they allowed no unless well, you're jim carrey i would have done it yeah because <laughs> jim carrey you know is that that's a risk because there's nothing there's nothing a respect more than than a creative person disowning something after the fact that's <laughs> that's always a classy move i made this movie before newtown and afterwards i don't think I and could. during and now that the movie's yeah. about to come out don't see it because it's too violent even though i no, decided that i don't want to do promotional work for this film and this seems like a good way to get out of it only the bad guys have guns in that movie Ugh. you know what i don't care you know, kick ass can go fuck itself because neither of those the the comic the movie the sequel comic and presumably the sequel movie because it will be the same as the comic are all pieces of crap so whatever i don't care they can they can they can go to hell kick ass is is kick ass is a is a is a piece of shit Okay. And I would not I would not piss on it if it was on fire. Sure, fine. But the fact of the matter is, Christopher Nolan and David S. Goyer are forever tainted, forever unclean, forever unclean. Shame you on you. You can never get over things. Because when they make that Clint Eastwood movie, you're just going to be the last in line. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> the, the prospects are mind-boggling. I mean, it'll be a one-man show. I, unless you count chairs as men, then it would be a two-man show. But I – like really the only way they could shit on my heart even harder is, is if they made some kind of Broadway production of that Eastwood rant against the faux Obama chair 
at the RNC <laughs> in 2011. I can't stress enough how disheartened and disappointed and offended I am that these Did people I... who I'd thought were part of a new mainstream motion to make artistically integral pieces of culturally relevant art and and then they didn't scrub their names from the ridiculous atrocity that was the two hours and 23 minutes I spent watching this malignant fuck around spooled into eight millimeter celluloid I just can't express what a crime this is against film as a medium. Pete, I, I hate this movie. Don't get me wrong, but but I don't take it personally. I, I do, and I I, I know it I, boggles me. I have no problem fully owning up to the fact that I have been personally attacked by Nolan, Goyer, and Snyder. Fuck them all. Wow. It's atrocious. It, it like, it's so hurtful to the just to the social psyche that I can't. I don't think I can ever forgive him for it. I, uh, yeah, f- fuck him. It's the worst. The absolute worst. I mean, there there are more poorly made movies in the world, but but this movie is aggressively painful to all five of my senses. I will say that they uh, they they did uh, have some of the the uh, Superman doing stuff seen set during the day, which I appreciate. I've. I have a real problem with all superhero movies being set uh, set at night. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> You're making this point with the tone of somebody extending an olive branch. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, well, well, you know, at least that 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 one sequence was was set during uh, during the day. I don't think any of the Iron Man sequence action sequences were set during the day. That's absolutely maybe true. like one. I, no, there was like maybe one or two, but it was the majority of them were were at night. And I know it's I know it's a budget concern, but it's just it bothers me. I think it's the house exploding is the only thing that takes place during the day. Yeah, the last you know the whole last uh, last big chunk of the Avengers is set during during the day, but the Avengers had all the money, so I can't. I like I I've been racking my brain for days to find one tiny positive about this movie that I could say. Nothing good about this movie. There's. There's nothing good about this movie. Joe Morgenstern uh, is the guy who reviews movies for the for the New York Times, and I very frequently disagree with him. Uh, and it's usually because he gives movies that I like about a, a forty or a thirty out of a hundred. He gave this movie, I believe, a forty. Sometimes he gives movies zeros that I would have given eighties. He gave this movie a forty, and. For the first time, he's 40 points above the number of points I'd give this movie. There's... I, uh... Like, literally everything is wrong with it. Like, every goddamn... I, I recused myself from reading uh, anybody else's reviews until we did this podcast, so that uh, I wouldn't uh, end up parroting uh, uh, parrot, other people's uh, 
other people's opinions on it, which I might agree with. I wanted it. Uh, I wanted all the vitriol to belong to me. Yeah, I mean, frankly, I don't give a shit what Joe Morgenstern actually has to say about the movie because it's probably not, you know, the right reason to hate it. But, uh, like, the the. It's not that there's a lot of things wrong with this movie. It's that it does Well, it not. is, but... No, 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 no. Let, let me finish. It's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's that it doesn't get a single thing right. Like, saying something has problems is is just, you know, giving it at least 50% of things that, that are right. You know, at least it's signed its name on the SAT paper, and you get 17 points for that. This fucking movie... Uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing is right. Everything is wrong the acting is flat the scripting is terrible it's not even a well-made motion picture and uh, so it it's also just reprehensible what it means for our society when uh when the krypton stuff finally ended and it shows um the uh superman's uh spaceship uh coming to earth so the, the the way they do it is that they show they show it sort of entering our atmosphere and sort of you know starting to uh, head down and crash and everything. And then it cuts to uh, Clark Kent on a boat um, with a bunch of guys. And I literally, like, I looked over at you and you were, you were concentrating, so I didn't want to say anything. But I, I literally was like, do, should, should I go and ask if they maybe missed a reel? And I'm like, no, this is probably digital. There's no way they missed a reel. But it literally felt like, like, like they'd accidentally missed, like, a significant part of the movie. And it's actually how it was made. But it's like, you know, I could see if they showed the rocket crashing, Mom Pa Kent, like, showing up and going, ooh, a rocket. And then they cut. So at least I knew that that – it literally seemed like, 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 like there were supposed to be more scenes and they, I just missed them. Like, it's – it's poorly crafted. Like if I'm if if I'm going like, huh? Did you put this together wrong? There's there's kind of a problem with how you put it together. The word, also, oh, go ahead. Also, I, I I just wanted to. I got a couple couple of things on my list I didn't get to yet. Oh sure, yeah, I kind of went on a just like uh, one more thing. That's okay. You kind of it's, it's 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 one long intermittent rant with you. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. Anyway, it's okay. I get. I get that you're mad, but my problem with it is that you're mad for all the wrong reasons. You're not mad for the, the reasons I'm mad, which are the right reasons to be mad at this movie. Uh, <laughs> my, my, final, my final point about what's wrong with this movie is specifically a Superman movie and not just a, a, you know, a crappy movie about some guy named you know, Dumbfuck. Um, is that here's the thing about Superman, which is something that he basically never does. In this entire goddamn film, Superman's not just a guy who's really strong and punches things. Superman's usually a guy who comes up with clever solutions to his problems using his superpowers. Like, he doesn't just go, hmm, okay, this robot's uh, invulnerable to my heat vision. I'm just going to keep punching him and hopefully that'll work. He's like, well, hmm, what else could I do? I could do this, this, and this with my powers. He comes up with clever uses for his superpowers. He doesn't just hit everything. The Superman in this movie, the only thing he can ever think of to do things or occasionally shoot them with laser beams he, he, he it never occurs to him to try anything else and he never goes hmm this whole punching all these people isn't working out so well let me come up with a with a strategy no nah, i'm just gonna fly real fast at, at this guy and hopefully it'll all work out that's superman is 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 supposed to be smart superman's supposed to use his abilities in fun and interesting ways he's he's not a dumb punching machine this movie has an Fuck. air of, uh, like, I mean, it feels to me like a movie was made by jocks who were trying to sound smart. And not, like, I don't mean that to be insulting to jocks. It's just that I've met people in my life who, 
almost go out of their way not to think, like, critically about anything. And and then sometimes they wanted to get into a mode where they sound smart, and that, like that's phraseology that they use. So uh, like I'm, I'm I don't mean to be offensive to an entire group of people. If you're an athlete, you know by all means. Uh, I don't I'm think sure, any athletes listen to our podcast. I'm sure they don't. But if you are an athlete, I'm sure that you do have a brain. But there, there are also people, and they tend to be athletes who who uh, might as well be fucking scarecrows. So, um. Like, this movie has an air of being written by people who wanted to sound smart and validate the idea that violence solves everything. Um, individuality is the only true answer. Women should stay at home and make sandwiches. Um, I, don't, I don't know about that. If, if you're right, you're right. If anybody stands in your way, kill them. Uh, if anybody happens to be around and they're inadvertently in your way, kill them too. Um, and, Peter, and, I, need, I think you need to watch this movie again. Basically, it doesn't matter how much you fuck up. If you do the thing you say you're going to do, you're going to be fine. It doesn't matter if you do it nice. doesn't matter about finesse. doesn't matter about clarity of vision or ideological justification. It's just that if you tell the United States military that you're going to stop this alien from destroying the entire world and he destroys a whole bunch of the world but not the entire world, then you're still good. C's get degrees is what this movie is saying. And fuck it for that. The, the word failure indicates that there's actually like, – like you actually tried, Right. In order to fail, you actually have to set out to accomplish something and then and then fail to accomplish it. You have to start something and then not do it right. This movie doesn't even put itself in a position to fail because it's such a brain-dead non-starter that I can't call it a failure. It's an abortion. Also, why is Metropolis even in this movie? Because, like, literally there's no reason for that. All the, like, Superman has never even been to Metropolis by the by the time they, they start blowing up shit. It's literally, it only happens in Metropolis because Metropolis is the Superman city. And and there's no reason for, for you to have any buy-in. Like, I had more buy-in when he's fighting in Kansas than, like, Smallville and breaking shit up. And I'm like, oh, man, that's your hometown, bro. Yeah. Don't you think you should take this outside? The whole thing could have taken place in Smallville or buttfuck Idaho for all I care. There's no reason. Like, that's another thing. Not only does Superman fail to stop Zod from killing 250,000 innocent, hardworking Americans, but he basically, like, the filmmakers have set exactly that battle in some place where there are 250,000 hardworking mm -hmm. Americans to be killed. They could easily have had that battle in a fucking cornfield, and then the United States government could have awarded $1 million to the farmer that tills that cornfield and everything would have worked out just shiny here's here's here, here here's a general problem with uh with film um since roughly september like around a third of the way through september um 2001 uh, -huh. uh rough, rough around then right around that time right around like two like a third of the way through maybe a sort little like, more than a third sort of like the space um, every, between the 10th and the 12th right yeah or the general area anyway <laughs> so ever since then ever since that that uh, ever since that time and i don't know why this has happened but people keep wanting to do this ever since then um there's been a lot of movies where uh 
urban areas get attacked by things and there's a lot of smoke in the street and it's like they're trying to trying to lazily play on some sort of massive psychic trauma that North America suffered uh, for the sole purpose of making the threat in their movie seem more credible. And I think it's basically like uh, the most monstrously um, lazy uh, fucking thing in the world. Um, I hated it when uh, goddamn uh, uh, that stupid Tom Cruise Spielberg movie. Um about the Martians, War of the Worlds. I hated it when War of the Worlds traded on it, and I hate it fucking now, like twelve years or whatever later. Um, it's it's just like, like seriously, like I, when 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 Patton Oswalt has to go on Twitter and says, "By the way, if you're still freaked out by nine eleven imagery, don't go see Man of Steel. Maybe don't fucking do it." Like maybe maybe it's what's what's your point? I mean, if you had a real solid like point you were trying to make and it was really important, then maybe. But this is just like subpar trash non-entertainment like why are you playing on our deepest fears you jackasses by no means do i want to and i mean seriously the whole point the whole point maybe would be like i could see how it's like if you were like oh shit not you know the the superman equivalent 911 maybe superman stops that shit from happening not just like shows up after it's done yeah maybe superman snatches the plane out of the fucking air and sets it safely in the hudson river well i mean But anyway, you know, a human being succeeded in doing that with a runaway plane a little while ago. His name was Sully and he's a fucking American hero. Here's another thing. And by no means do I want to take any material away from Patton Oswalt because I think he's lovely. But the whole form and repetition of this 9-11 nonsense. uh, First of all, it does feel whorish to me, like you touched on. But it also feels like when an abused child repeatedly draws like a monster attacking him you know in crayon and that's Mm. how people kind of clue into it is that you know america was touched inappropriately to put it in the most mildest and the, the mildest and most tasteless format and i apologize for that but you know it's it's something that they're working through in their cultural psyche um and and I've seen movies that artfully deal with exactly that kind of trauma. This is not one of those movies. Mm-mm. This movie, like you said, is capitalizing on it. This is horish, and this is a. Boring- and I, I could see the catharsis in setting up a, like a, a situation where oh god, a uh, uh, big city's that you know is basically standing in for New York is going to suffer a catastrophic attack. And here, the cathartic thing is when Superman stops that from goddamn happening, not when you see a like a gigantic crater in the middle of it, and Superman hasn't saved Dick except that the whole planet didn't blow up. That's what I or said. Or whatever was going to happen. Seas get degrees, man. No, but I mean the problem. And again, like the, that's that's not how you make a Superman movie. Super, you, you make a Superman movie where where it looks like oh, there's nothing Superman can do. This is going to happen. What? And then Superman does something really fucking clever and interesting with his powers and proves everybody wrong. And you're like, yeah, Superman, you did it. Oh, I'm so happy now. Because Superman. And then he maybe fights a giant robot. Come on, giant robot fight. Superman, by his very definition, is super. And you <sighs> would think included within that is that he's an A student in all of the columns. Superman, it, Superman's powers are supposed to include super intelligence. Yeah. He's Just supposed saying. to be really fucking good at <sighs> all of the things. Not a total fuck up in every area except getting the job done. It's like watching trying to it's like watching somebody try to hammer a nail into drywall and uh 
Like, they get the nail in there, but they miss it three times, so there's four holes. <laughs> I don't know how you get four holes out of three misses, but... Uh, well, one one of the times they sort of did a double tap. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like, one one of the times, like, they did a double tap, and then, like, another time they did, like, a, a missed wait, hit. Wait, right? one of the time... One, of the, one time they, like, hit it with, like... The, the front part of the hammer, and then accidentally, when they were pulling it out, like, stuck the handle through. That's exactly right. Like, oh, I'll fix this, and then you just push yeah. it in more and, and then pull out with the claw. And, yeah. you know, they got the nail nailed in and the, the picture's hanging, but it's not even kind of covering up the giant irrevocable damage. Well, anyway. That they've so, done. Pete, I'm basically, I'm basically tired of talking about this. You know, this but is we, the longest we've is, ever... Yeah. So if you want, guys, if you want us to talk about a movie for an hour, just make a movie that we fucking hate for two for two really different reasons. Make, make so that we don't just agree for half an hour. I'm gonna overstate or understate or whatever state the budget on this because I, I can't be arsed to look it up. But uh, yeah. you make a two three hundred million dollar movie and uh, then show it to us, and then just make us talk about it because that's that's a surefire way to fill up an hour and ten minutes of airspace. I, you know, I, if we didn't have this podcast, I don't think I ever would have bothered to watch this thing. Like, in my entire lifetime, I probably would have just given it a pass. I think I should apologize to you for that, because this whole thing was my idea. No, this was my idea. I <laughs> Really? I'm going to scroll back through, my, through our texts here, and I'm going to just look this up. How are you going to scroll back three hours? I mean, three what? hours, three years. Three, two what, years. How did you figure three? No. Year and a half ago? Year and a half Wait, ago. Wait, you mean, oh, you mean, no, I'm going to Man of Steel, not the podcast. No, 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 I know, but, but like, if we hadn't oh. ever been doing a podcast, then when Man of Steel came out, you never would have saw it. But we've been doing a podcast for a year and a half. I mean, That's we've true. been. We've, well, we've been talking about it. We've, we've been recording <laughs> and, and, and podcasts. And partly doing it, yeah. We've been recording podcasts for a year and a half. We haven't. And it was my idea a year and a half ago. A year. We've only been recording them for like a year, bro. I guess it's not even September yet, less than a year. No, it's not September yet. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's not I, your fault. Like, like I said, Superman made me dumber, made you physically ill, and it just made me yeah. a stupider human being. So I'm uh, more than willing to done. hang up the yeah. spurs on this one. Yeah, I don't even... You know what? Yeah, we're... We're done. No, we, there's there's no comedy. There's no there's no fun times after it. You can just podcast listeners. I apologize, but you can just sit and think about uh, about what Man of Steel did. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm maybe going to mention this up top. Like I'll just do a little nugget before I post this. But <laughs> uh, uh, traditionally, we expect that you've seen the movies we're talking about, uh, like a book club where we you know lead a discussion about a piece of art that we've all been a part of that's why we don't warn you when there's spoilers and that's why this isn't a review show uh i can't in earnest say that you should watch man of steel uh our commentary on it is all you need uh, if you want to know why we're making the arguments that we're making by all means waste your time um but what what maybe i would recommend is listen to this podcast while you're watching the movie uh with the movie on low volume, not no volume, but low volume, and treat it as a, a director's commentary. Because when this movie comes out on Blu-ray and DVD, the director's commentary is going to be so laughably farcical and so patently, ridiculously, insultingly sanctimonious that I encourage you to write your member of parliament. 
about what a fucking atrocity this motion picture has been. Also, you'll have to listen to this podcast twice because the movie's hella long. Yeah, uh, no, well, like the 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 podcast. Maybe, is maybe just be like over. put it on like you know one point two or something, so they kind of yeah. Anyway, just uh, just don't watch it. It's it's cool. Yeah, I think I think he you probably. I think I think by the time that we actually put this out, anybody who is probably going to see it will have. And if you had maybe some some feelings like maybe it wasn't worth your time, I hope I hope we convinced you that that's true. Unless unless like me, you like being mad about things. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and, the, and that can be therapeutic. Well, the, the fact of the matter is, uh, if you're contemplating self harm after watching this movie, uh, it is a serious threat. There are people you can talk to. There's help out there. Uh, Maybe watch Breaking the Waves to cheer yourself up. Just uh, just take a minute, have a drink of water, and uh, uh, there's a phone number right in the front of your phone book that, uh, you know, there are people waiting on the phone to help you out. It's going to be all right, okay? And uh, uh, next week we'll talk about the Muppets, and it'll probably be fun. Um, Rubber Ducky, you're the one. That's no, no, no fun will be had on this podcast today. No. Uh, I'm just, I'm just repeating these words as, uh, as a touchstone, as a, as a, a line to tie me back to reality because I've gone through such a rabbit hole of excrement that I need to center myself before I can even hit the hangout button. Rubber ducky, you're the one.